0: Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, dissecting Pop Isaacs 2.0. And moving around, some sizable pieces on the Texas Tech football chessboard next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. right
0: Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Score this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. So visit fanduel.com/slash locked on. To get started with the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you, my man. And we are covering a couple of different fronts here today. We've got a football conversation to have as there is more beef inbound and a little bit of a broader conversation to have as to how that came about. We'll also get to some continued Texas Tech Hoops resume building, including some thoughts on some recent results from the Big 12 Conference. And I want to kick the conversation off in A hoops category, as we saw, as we discussed on yesterday's episode, Pop Isaacs, probably, arguably, uh, best game as a Red Raider over the weekend against BYU. And as we also discussed on yesterday's episode, it was a really good episode. If you haven't caught it, go on back and make sure that you're (laughs) up to date. As we also discussed, it wasn't just the 32. So when you pour in 32, it's nice to also have... Some other things to discuss as far as ways that he was making an impact on the game, whether it was dishing to teammates for buckets or deflections, steals, and an impact felt defensively. He was really checking all the boxes. And before we get started, let's hear from Pop Isaacs and his head coach on what this year's Pop Isaacs has brought to the floor for the Red Raiders. I mean, I just knew it was a must-win game for us. I mean, you're playing in the Big 12, a, a, a hard, super hard conference like this where every game is tough. Uh, obviously, we're all paying attention to the other games and stuff. And you, I mean, I'm not sure if coach pays attention to it, but all of us do. We always want to stay a step ahead in and, and the standings and stuff like that. Uh, you're going to get your bumps and, and bruises on the way. But, I mean, I just didn't want to let us lose this game. That was my biggest thing. Anything, you know, it was going to take to win, that's what I was you know, just trying to do. And, you know, it was a great atmosphere that I usually, you know, I just have fun playing in those atmospheres. What I'll tell you what Pop's done well is when we get in these timeouts, he's talking about the things that help us win. You know, and I think in those moments, sometimes you can say, get me the ball. He's never said that once. It's like, hey, how do we get the right, let's get stops. How do we get the, how do we guard this? How do we do this? And then we're putting actions in and these guys are communicating well on what's working and what, what we need to try to do to create opportunities for us. And um, that's what you love about coaching. And that's how you stretch leads and win is when those guys have the mindset of what needs to happen as opposed to me trying to tell them what we need to do they start understanding it and talking about it and doing it as the court and that's where that's where i'll give you pops a lot of credit he's really believing in what we're doing and communicating well with his teammates you're always hoping more time is going to lead to a more mature player uh and i'm sure some of that has helped in this chris but no doubt we've got an updated and upgraded (laughs) And uh, I think more well-rounded Pop Isaacs this year.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think this the, what you're hearing them kind of talk about is why it's so difficult to play in this league as a true freshman. Um, it's difficult to play in this league, period. Uh, and until you go through it, it doesn't matter what somebody tells you uh, or anything. You, you kind of have to experience it to understand what kind of grind it is and understand what it takes. And I, I think, you know, pop is better for having experienced it last year and kind of gone through some, some struggles individually and as a team. And, you know, he missed a few, a few games with a I think a head injury and, and all those things. But I, I think, you know, Grant will often say about certain guys, you know, he'll, you know, kind of ask the question aloud, does, does, Insert name here. Want to play well, just to play well, or do they want to play well to win? And there's a huge difference in those two statements. And I think it's very clear which you know which <laughs> Pop Isaac's the way he feels um, because I mean he 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 was doing everything he could. You know he's he's second on the team in assists. Uh, he leads the team in steals. He leads the team in scoring. Um, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, I, I think, uh, kind of been of a, a bit of an iron man of sorts. Uh, he's been bloodied. Um, I mean, you know, the, the whole thing, but he, he just, there's a toughness there and there's a quickness and yeah, he, he will, he will go over five on a night. But again, like 10 minutes later, we've talked about this. He, you look up and he's like, well, he's six for 12 now, you know, um, you know, he, he's shooting it well. So I, um, uh, Never worried about his shot. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think you know. Any any kind of talk about does he does he shoot it too much or does he? I, I just. I, I'm just not here for that right now. The way this team's built, I think he gives you so many advantages in creating when there's just not a whole lot there. And I mean, and, and some of the shots that he took and made this past weekend versus BYU, coming nearly across the court, coming off of a, like a curl screen catch and then shoot in, in one motion is extremely difficult um, you know and, and I mean he 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 just was within himself and it was a lot of fun to watch him kind of I don't know come of age come of kind of mature uh, It turn, you know when we start mentioning like the Keenan Evans comparison I mean that is heavy praise and we're not I'm not comparing him yet he's showing some flashes there but I mean that's kind of what I saw at the end of that game.
0: Yeah, no question. And I remember some of the offseason conversations uh, we had about him really feeling like you're going to have to have X level of Pop Isaac's performance um, if Texas Tech was going to be able to to do anything or put together any kind of uh, winning type of effort in the Big 12 conference. And um, I think we would all, probably including him and his head coach as well, would love for it to be a little bit more consistent, and maybe it will be as time passes. But uh, I think for the most part, he's, I don't know, he's been close to living up to, to what you have asked of him.
1: I think he's been better. Yeah, I, I do. Um and and you know, he's he's kind of needed to be, you know, we, we never would have envisioned that you would be without Devin Cambridge, uh, you know, and, and one of your main guys. Hence the reason Pop has to score and create even a bit more than what you thought he would do. You're 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 yeah. just missing you're missing a finisher in transition. You're missing, you know, one of your best on ball defenders in, in Cambridge and all those things. And so everybody's kinda had to Elevate and adapt to, to try to thrive here. And I think that Pop is certainly doing that. And, and at some point, at some point, you know, Pop will struggle a bit because it was pretty clear what Houston's plan was. Houston was just going to say, he's not getting his. We're going to frustrate the heck out of him. We're going to see which one of these other guys can kind of create and score whatever. And I think Pop still ended up uh, either right at or near double digits and scoring and all that but you know he he was trying to get some shots off and all that which was i'm i was okay with because otherwise it was like turnover you're just going the other way um uh, against that bunch uh last week in, in H town but uh I, yeah it's been it's been fun to watch him man and i i think uh you will continue to try to put more around him in in the coming you know year or two uh yeah. while while he's here would be the plan so uh but uh you know, it's been fun to watch him kind of, you know, grow into this role uh, a bit and, and and be asked to do more and then provide and and do it. No doubt. Um, let's get to a little bit of a bigger picture here. Break out the evaporated milk. Make
0: sure the hamstrings are loose. Let's talk quads. Now, some recent uh, Big 12 results obviously make an impact on Tech's uh, resume building opportunities. Some wild finishes going back to the weekend that was, including Uh, A win for the Longhorns over Baylor there in Austin. You might have seen last night Kansas with a win over Cincinnati bouncing back from a loss. Am I reading this right? A loss to West Virginia in Morgantown, uh, Houston, Central Florida. Uh, Nothing to see here aside from, well, literally almost nothing to see there in the first half. 14 points for the Golden Knights. We feel your pain. Iowa State on the road. Really looked like they were going to run a, a Texas Christian out of their building. Horn Frogs make it a little closer down the stretch, outscoring the Cyclones 46-29 to 29 in the second half, but they fall by one on their home floor, and then K-State prevails over Oklahoma State there in Manhattan. You know Tech gets the win over BYU, but I love our quad conversations, Chris. It's my reminder to get stretched before I attack the day. So where do we kind of sit this week as far as the Red Raiders' resume building so far, and course, some opportunities uh, they've got coming up. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And football is close to wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So many ways to spice up the action with FanDuel's safe, secure, and easy to use app. Are you really even parlaying if you're not visiting FanDuel's Parlay Hub? I doubt it. So get to FanDuel.com/slash locked on today, and if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com/slash locked on, official partner of the NFL.
1: Yeah, Tech's net ranking right now, I think, sits at about 35. Um, you know, obviously the BYU game was a was a quad one win, um, and. And so, you know, and then you're just kind of sitting back uh, this week and kind of watching everybody. Yeah, they, I think Tech and Baylor are the two teams that don't have a midweek game at all. So it's everybody will get a, a buy squeezed in here some, somewhere along the way, uh, which is what they can do now. Now that there's no Big 12 or SEC challenge, they can now just uh, take out a midweek game for everybody and give them a bit of a breather. And, and this is now for Texas Tech. But that what, what, what we're seeing is that – you know, I, I think the, the what makes the news to me, like what stands out from the weekend to me, is, is who, you know, the, the road wins by teams. And that was Oklahoma and that was Iowa State. That's what really makes the news uh, to me because that's what's been the most difficult thing, you know, for everybody to do is go get a road win. And those are going to be very rare in this league. And it it doesn't surprise me that West Virginia beats Kansas. It doesn't surprise me that, um, you know, that Texas beat Baylor because um, those are two top 10 teams that fall on the road. And it's just hard to win away from your building. And that's why it's imperative that you win in your building. But like a couple of highlights, UCF made seven shots against uh Houston. Unbelievable. Se- se- seven of 44, man. <laughs> I mean, I told you, I told you that defense was – was something but seven field goals it's like gosh dang man that's just like mean um <laughs> I, i'm uh, it, it, a historic performance they shot 15% um th- then i see Iowa state minus their their starting point guard Tame and Taman Lipsy uh go force 18 first half turnovers in fort worth 18 TCU is throwing the ball all over the place. I know the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo is in town, probably a bit of a distraction <laughs> uh, up Montgomery right there uh, in Dickey's Arena and all that, uh, just off of university and all those things. But And then they totaled 27 turnovers. Well, yeah, you, and it's shocking that you you only lost that game by one. Um, I mean, unbelievable to, to me. Um, but – that's a regardless of, of of that it was closer. It, it was an eighteen point lead by them at halftime. Iowa State. That's a big time win, man. Especially without one of their key guys. Um, and, and you're going to get to to play that TCU team next uh, early next week. I guess it is on a, on a Tuesday night. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and then Oklahoma going up to Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati's like you know, I think starting to understand this league a bit and you, you're you, you you pulled off a big win versus TCU last week you know then you uh you you, you come back the, the, on the weekend and you host uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma comes in and pops you and then it's like you don't have any time to feel sorry for yourself you got to get on a plane and go to Lawrence Kansas after they're coming off of a loss yeah, good luck, gents. Is it Bearcats <laughs> with a K or a C? I think it's with a C, but it, it, the Tommy Tuberville is still rolling through my head with the whole Cincy thing. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what stuck out for me over the over the weekend. But it's wildly entertaining. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what you're gonna get, and and I think like you know tonight and tomorrow night you're gonna get more doozies of of, of some some heated matchups and potentially surprising results and again mark me down for watching that uh that BYU hosting those Houston cougs Uh I'm fascinated in the battle of the cougs
0: Yeah, that's coming up uh, tonight Houston BYU from Provo. You've also got Texas Christian, Oklahoma State from Stillwater, West Virginia and UCF there in Orlando and uh you've got uh I don't know a couple other teams somewhere. I think uh, playing a basketball mm-hmm. game, but uh either way and shout out to one of those other teams and their head coach Rodney Terry best of luck with that bed bug infestation. I'm assuming that's what made him leap into the air 15 feet after they beat Baylor because he said that they don't do that when they just win a league game. So it must have been some other cause, I suppose. All right, should be a wild night once again in the Big 12 Conference. and looking forward, of course, to Texas Tech getting back after it on the road coming up this weekend. And we'll get back to setting the table for that matchup with the Sooners as we get closer to the weekend. Chris, let's put our hard hat on, however, and hit a football front specifically getting into the trenches. And I, I guess I've just given up on trying to keep track of like who you've got space for at this <laughs> point in time, because these numbers I thought were already kind of solidified. Uh, but I guess you're still finding some room. And when we're talking about guys like the Carroll, you're needing to find literally quite a bit of room. Cause we got another big man headed to town. This is a rice transfer, a guy who started every game a season ago. Hopefully he's buckled up for the uh, scholastic and intellectual rigors coming from rice to texas tech all right now this ain't your mama's fandango up here okay just be ready for the book work um either way i'm trying to figure out how this has all come together and how they're fitting these pieces together so what do you make of the addition and what was the circumstances or conversations like uh, leading up to this coming to fruition
1: i'm not sure on the exact timing of these days but essentially what what you have is this we, we had we had long wondered about um you know that there's a direct correlation here into steve linton and th- these guys play different positions but it, it's kind of intertwined uh so uh you know i i think i think steve linton was a guy that you know as the season wound down is he going to come back uh is he going to maybe you know go go to the NFL or try to um it, you know what what what's the future there and it, it was kind of murky because he had missed miss he he just wasn't ever the player that you thought he would be part of it is because of injury and you know i think he had somebody close to him you know uh, pass away that i think kind of affected him uh, you know quite a bit and he had the ankle you know, early in the season. And then he had the back injury, uh, later on in, in the, in the year. And that's what allowed him not to finish out the season. So he missed five games total, but it was kind of one of these weird deals. Like at the, as the season was, was finishing up and then the bowl game, it was like, you know, is, is he just not healthy to play? Does he not want to play? Does he not, what, what, what is going on? It was just, there was some oddness there. And so everybody, um, Everybody was kind of, you know, just not real sure how that was going to play out. Okay, so you you fast forward to through the bowl game, and then and then as you you sign your class and everything, and you get closer to the beginning of this semester, and and everybody reporting and all these things, and I guess I just incorrectly kind of assumed, well, I guess he's going to be back. He's never there's no NFL announcement, and I think the NFL folks had said you need another year. We haven't seen enough. Um, he checks some measurables boxes. There's no doubt. And when you, and you can see the, the quick twitch and, and some of the, uh, the, the, the edge, the pressure stuff, whenever he was healthy, it just wasn't near enough. And I just don't know if he'd put enough on film. Well, it, you know, I, I, we, we get the news that he's, he's entered the portal, you know, the week, week and a half ago, whatever. And I, I reached out to a few people and and I got back, well, you, you got to be all in or you're going to be all out. And and I'm like, got it. Uh, and so it, it was – what what happened is I think that he kind of I, I, – I think he flirted around with the portal a little bit and then got in it. And then I think there was a rumored visit to University of Kansas. I think at some point he maybe kind of had a change – like, man – I don't know if I should be doing this. I, I I maybe you should stay here. And there was some potential like changing of the mind and, and all those things. And I I think uh it just it stayed gray uh for a, a period of time. Uh I'm not even certain that he made that Kansas fit he, he visit he might have. Um, but I don't think tech was really worried about it because hey man, you know good luck. We're, we're going to move on, you know, and we don't play Kansas next year. Uh, so, you know, well, then it becomes apparent that I don't think he wants to leave. He wants to stay, but tech has moved on. And, and that's where you enter the Braylon Carroll into the, into the mix and, and an available spot on the defensive line. I think tech and at some points at, at some point had, had tried to help him even go to like places like USC, uh, some other things. And then you, 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 you get the commitment from DeBraylon Carroll late last week and from Rice. Bottom line is though, to finish up the Linton part of the conversation, we'll get to Carroll in a second, but Linton has now committed to Baylor. He is going to play for Baylor, which is extremely (laughs) ironic because this is the best game that he had last year. It was maybe really the only game we called his name a bunch. He had three sacks against the Bears last year. He had four and a half on the season. Um, but it it uh interesting dynamic there. I mean, we'll trade you and AJ McCarty for Steve Linton. Uh, we'll see you down the road. I don't know, but it it's uh that that was an interesting landing spot for him. Uh, and so yeah, I, 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 but very weird. I don't think that Tech was begging him to stay. I don't think I think there was some oddness to his end of season, all that. But bottom line is, I think it was kind of like we didn't know if you're all in here or if you're not. And if you're not all in, you know, and I and I yeah. think they they moved on and they had a spot. They chose to use it on another interior defensive lineman. DeBraylon Carroll enters the mix. So you know, I, I've I've talked long enough, and we could talk about Carroll, but I, I just I'm curious what you think because you're you're just now finding out about Linton going to uh, Baylor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see this come across.
0: Uh, I imagine I don't know if Baylor watched any other tape, but uh, if it's just the in-game experience, they're assuming they've got Lawrence Taylor, I guess, coming to town just off of the one, <laughs> yeah. game, off of the one-game experience. And uh, I don't know—is Linton just thinking, man, I'm going to kill it in practice when I get to go up against this Baylor offensive line four or five days a week, or what? But now he's taking away the one line. That he really crushed uh, on Saturday, so uh, there may be some pros and cons, uh, I guess, to that. And I, what is he even? Cla- is he a? Is he a grad transfer? What is he even classified as right now?
1: You talking about Steve Linton? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he, he's got the one year left. Yeah, okay. I think he's got the one year left. You know, and, and I'll say this too: he fully came to Texas Tech with the intention of being here only one year. So really, nothing has changed. Hmm. Uh, you know, because he he he's ready to go to the next level if if he sees that that was the conversations they had with him and that he had with with Tech uh, a year ago during his December of uh, what would that have been twenty two uh, recruitment uh, when you're when you're prepping for uh, what would be the Texas Bowl I guess at the time yeah it, it was like hey man I'll, I'll give you one year hey man you know and and you're trying to replace. You know your your pressure players on the edge and, and all those things, uh, and so yeah, that was the you know that was the intention. Because I'm thinking when he got here, I'm like, well, that, this kind of sucks. He's only going to be here for one year. When they when they we heard how good they thought he could be, and it just never it just never materialized. Um, and, and the Tyree Wilsons of the world are just different, uh, and it just shows you that it's just hard to replicate that you know um and, and being healthy and, and all those things is certainly a factor and he had some things going on in his personal life but we're dynamic there um did yeah. not expect him to end up at baylor but i just thought oh the irony because this is where he looked like on all big 12 <laughs> right. first round draft pick but that was the only time that we saw that um, yeah
0: i uh i'm really curious to see maybe uh And I don't know when Tech and Baylor are going to play. Sounds like uh, just looking ahead a little bit that we're going to get some news on that next uh, week, maybe a week from today. But Baylor is on the schedule for Texas Tech next year in Lubbock. So curious to see maybe what uh, it'll be like going up against him uh, for the Red Raiders. But I just, you know, this is like a foreign thought these days, I guess. But uh, sticking with something and spending more time in something, I think typically would only benefit a guy. So, you know, a new stop. New circumstance, new coaching staff again. I don't know how that progresses you necessarily, but uh, I'm not in those shoes. So, you know, more power to him, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a plan for him whenever he gets to Lubbock. But uh, how, how about the uh, the Houston or the Rice Transfer, Houston Transplant, um, Duncanville original product,
1: DeBrayland mm-hmm. uh, Carroll? Yeah, he played high-end high school football there at Duncanville, uh, 6A, uh, I believe, and. Um, yeah, so I, I think that it's an interesting take uh, for a different a couple different reasons. One, I, I thought, and they may still have another spot later on in the spring to use if they want to. this this factor's in from you know Keeler entering the portal, you know, Blake Burris entered the portal. Um, you know, obviously Linton did so that there was some late movement here that could have affected their numbers. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, uh, you know, and, and maybe you'll have some guys depart your roster after spring football too, who the heck yeah. knows. So it's always head on the swivel, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, maintain it, but now we're in a kind of a quieter period now. Uh, but okay. So the, debray Braylon Carroll, he's more of an interior, uh, defensive lineman, uh, and, I think this is more, you know, this is another James Hansen addition to add to Quincy Ledette and Duda Banks and, and all those things. He's, uh, you know, Carol is six foot, uh, 290. Uh, he's extremely productive. I mean, I think this kid played like nearly close to 700 snaps this past season. And he grades out, uh, you know, PFF, which stands for Pro Football Focus. And, and a lot of people pay attention to that. Other people scoff at it, but whatever, to each his own. But he graded out as uh, is, is Rice's best defender last year overall. You know, this is a, a company that that basically looks at every game that, that's being played, and they put a grade on every player based on a variety of different things. And again, some people scoff at it. Some people are like, they take it as the Holy Grail. Truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I will tell you, though, Texas Tech does pay attention to things like that whenever – you're you're looking at portal and and, and things like that. It do, it is on their radar. Make no mistake. I don't want to suggest otherwise because they do and and most schools pay attention to things like that uh, and, and and whatnot. Like to the contrary, James Hansen was a lower. He was he he didn't have a very good grade in PFF, uh, the Nevada transfer. But I think it's interesting to note to me that maybe it's because you could get him. Maybe it's because. He's a one-year guy. Uh, maybe it's because you really like your edge guys, your youth there. But I thought if they were going to use a spot, they may go try to find a pressure player on the edge. But they they decided to add more beef on the interior. And it allows those young defensive tackles again more time. And you've got, you know, because I think Hanson played like close to 400 snaps. I just mentioned that, uh, that Carroll's played like close to 700. You're getting a lot of experience and age right there, added to Quincy. And and so we'll have to look up next year because you're going to lose Ledet, you're going to lose Hanson, and you're going to lose Carroll. All are going to come off your, your roster, and th- this is their last year. But it, it, it kind of is a sign to me that, man, we can now leave Amir Washington on the edge. We can, you know, we, we like uh, Data I love Isaac Smith. Dylan Spencer is uh, ready to roll. Um, you know, Bryce Ramirez can do that, play that position. I mean, you, you may really like your internal... Candidates to be be some of those pressure guys on the edge, but uh, I, I, I give me all the linemen man. I mean, I'm, I don't I don't complain about that. Uh, this kid is extremely productive. Um, he he looks like a Jalen Hutchings, uh, very familiar to him when you watch his film and highlights and things like that. But I I, I love the ad. I mean, I'm, I'm bring me all the experienced lineman, man. I'm never gonna hate hate a take like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. If you're trying to stack them up somewhere, uh, that's as good a spot, I suppose, as uh, any. Okay, curious to see how uh, the dust will settle and, and what it'll be like for Carol and what it'll be like uh, for Linton or anybody else that we may have to familiarize ourselves with as this process seems eternally ongoing. <laughs> uh, that's the theme of the day. Chris, appreciate the insight as always, man, and the time. Enjoyed it, and I uh,
1: will be back on the other side to do it again. Yeah, it's like the you know, it's like the, the the Olympic flame. You know, once they light it for the right. games, the of the whatever Olympiad, that flame just keeps going. That's like the portal or That's roster right. management season. That flame's just burning bright all the time. You just <laughs> never, you know never know what you got going. Um, yeah, enjoy some uh, Big Twelve hoops. Uh, tonight, folks, uh, it's kind of fun to sit back and be a casual observer uh, <laughs> while your team's getting some much-needed rest as they sit in first place in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, if you had that on your bingo card, uh, kudos to you because uh, not many would have uh, this this deep into the conference season. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, Cal, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, you got to be Biff with an almanac from the future to be having that one checked <laughs> off. I,
0: I don't know who had that on the list. Even the most optimistic uh, tech basketball fan. I don't
1: know, Bill. I don't know.
0: But if you did, let us know in the YouTube comments, and we'll just take you at your word. You know, as always in the Locked on Texas Tech YouTube comments, honor code is the name of the game. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us, as always. Hope you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And hope to see you back here for the next round of Locked on Texas Tech.